Knicks picking for the Orlando Magic. The person, the player that I would go with is Paulo Bancaro out of Duke. 6'10 forward, 250 pounds. He's got NBA size. He's got a great shot from outside. You might have to go again because somebody driving past with a motorized uh, bike and a kid in the back. That, we is living in the future. But you know we can't have nothing that fly because y'all don't know how to act, right? So it won't be no hover cars or hover bikes because y'all like, I'm, you know, I'm going to be quiet. Where the flying cars at? But anyway, it's 2022. But anyway, okay, I'll, I'll run, I'll run it back. my kid. I'll run it back. Here we go. Number one pick overall. Odds not in his favor. But if I was the Orlando Magic, if I was the GM for Orlando Magic, the player that I'm taking first overall is Paolo Bancaro. He's a 6'10", 250-pound forward out of Duke. He can put it on the floor as a big man. He can shoot the mid-range. He can shoot an outside shot. His defense is a little shaky, but I think he does have that dog in him where he can be the best player on a championship team over the course of the next 10 years. If I'm the Orlando Magic, I'm taking Paolo Bancaro out of Duke. G, what do you say? I mean... Like, this is the thing, like, I see so much Chris Webber in him. I see a lot of Chris. I see a lot. Yeah, you're talking about early, huh, early Fab Five C-Web, right? I, just, I, see a, I see a lot of Sacramento Kings Chris okay. Webber. Okay. I see a lot of Sacramento Kings What's up, Chris big dog? Webber. How y'all doing, gentlemen? We, we good. We're right, doing a podcast name, right We got now. a podcast. What's your uh, name, man? You can, you can speak. What's my, your name? My, 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 my name is Michael Woods. I'm exceedingly nervous because I've never been on TV before. Well, we on, we're not on Michael TV. Michael Woods, where we you on from? We're on the internet. I'm from Detroit, Michigan. All Detroit. right, sir. But the only difference is I want to intro, intro by saying, how y'all doing today? We're, we're doing great, good. man. But you guys, beautiful. But you guys do not be mad and don't be mean. Y'all might be the most distinguished gentleman Detroit, Michigan has ever seen. Wow. But y'all wow. please buy some candy for my son's baseball team. And look, they two for five. Michael Woods out here each. hustling. They he won two for five or three dollars each. But you know, know what? We're going to edit. We're going to edit the part where he asked for something. No, no. We got to keep that in there. This is the spirit of Detroit right here. This is the spirit of Detroit. He's out here hustling. But that was a good drop if you asked for tonight. Because then we was feeling like this. They can't see us. They're two for five or three dollars each. A guy for their uniform, a guy for their piece. And four great cars Oh man, Mr. Woods out here spitting. I want y'all to let him What you say again? Say that again. But you don't be mad, don't be mean. Y'all might be the most splendid humans that's ever been. But y'all please buy some candy for my son's baseball team. I said they three for five, two for five or three dollars each. A dollar for their uniform, a dollar for their cleats. I said it's for a great cause for the Saxon Drawings because we're done kids free ball. I said, if you want heat to me for being nice, I succinctly want both of y'all keep riding like Jesus Christ. I want you to love the Lord because he loves y'all back. I want y'all to love the Lord like a chunky little crack. I want y'all always have his front because he always got y'all back. I'm so glad I met y'all on Jefferson, not on the Mac. I want y'all to love the back. But you don't be mad, don't be mean. He might be the most splendid human I've ever seen. But you don't be mad, don't be mean. He's the most top of that ball head I've ever seen. But you don't be mad, don't be mean. How could you not buy something for the kids? How could you not buy something for the kids? beautiful face another day. Big dog, would you don't be mad, don't be mean. You got the most hair flying off your chin I've ever seen. All right. Would you please buy some candy from Did you buy some candy from him, G? 
I gave him a dollar. That's love. Oh, okay. <laughs> a dollar, that ain't even going to get you no M&M's, man. No, I'm just saying, you don't need to get any, man. I'm trying to stay away from you. All right, you give him some money, you probably go away. Another thing it does, teach the a lesson. And from you to me for being nice, I succinctly want you to keep rising. All right, so what you got? Before you go, can you give our audience... Uh, no, bro, no, 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 bro, everything I say is going to rhyme. No, everything I say is going to rhyme because it's indicative and symbolic of my mind. All right, because a person like me is Big one Mike. of a kind. Here we I'm go. Hey, Mike, from the before you go, can you give us one, one, one gem, one word, of, one word of wisdom, not one word, but one phrase of wisdom that you can give to our audience before you go, man? What, what can you leave for our for our audience, what I, something positive. What I want y'all audience, what I want y'all audience to do is, I want your audience to rise. I want them to soar. I want them to reach heights they never even imagined going before. I want them to know that Jesus loves them forevermore, and they can kick down any door. And one of the worlds we all living for, to, I think it's to help each other forevermore. And I believe y'all agree with me, and that's for sure. Absolutely. And that's why for certain we all going to endure. Absolutely. So you don't be mad, don't be mean. Y'all might be the most. All right. Ab- I'm hey, thanks you. a lot, Mike. Man, we appreciate all you, right, man. You thanks for stopping we'll by. See you. We'll see you Thank you for your again. time. It was no problem. Right, and you prove one thing: it doesn't cost you no thing to be it like doesn't. a human right. being. It doesn't, right. man. Don't be mad. Don't be mean. Y'all Keep... might be the kindest and splendid human that's <laughs> ever, ever seen. Right. See ever been. All right, man. Guys. All right. Keep it a great job. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Hey, man, that's love y'all gave me in the truest form. I believe y'all been giving from the day y'all were born. All right. Because when you chip, you chip, you chip. All right. So we got. So we we got our number one pick. No. We had to. Number two. You picking number two now? We. Or Paulo is off the board. He went number one to Orlando Magic. Now number two pick is OKC. Who, if you're the Oklahoma City Thunder, what player are you taking? I'm taking Shaden Sharp. That's a big reach. I'm taking Shaden Sharp. That's a big reach. Now, is he a good fit for that team, though? I'm taking the best player and the best talent available in the draft. I believe Shaden Sharp is the best player in the draft, hands down. I believe when we look back on this, wherever he goes, it's going to be like, how did you not see that? How did you not pick him? What happened? I mean. What is it that you see in Shade and Sharp that makes you believe that? I mean, I think we talked about this off before we started recording, right? It's, it's a few statistics that people use for sports to determine success in uh, testing combine way, right? Like, for instance, if you play football, and you run a sub four three forty. No matter what position you're gonna play, you're going first round because you're gonna be able to execute. You're gonna be able to get back in your drops quick to give you the reach that you need to be able to throw that bomb. You're gonna be able to evade the incoming rush if you play quarterback. If you run a four three, if you if you play a defensive end and you run a four three, you can make up for poor mechanics to get past the offensive line and get to the quarterback with 4-3 speed. With 4-3 speed. But this is the thing. When you in the NBA, at the NBA level, athleticism alone I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. A star. I'm not there yet. It does make you a star in these rare instances of this caliber of information that I'm talking about. Because it's only one specific caliber of information that I have that I can see that predicts success in the NBA level with this combine stuff. Like I keep saying, the 4-3-40 is the benchmark for athleticism in the NFL. You know if you get a player in at least that, you as a cornerback or anything, you can do it. So I'm saying, man, when I seen that he had the highest vertical jump since Michael Jordan, I said that's wow. it for me. And the next thing I saw was 
is the list of people that came after Jordan was Zion, LeBron, and LeBron. So my thing is, is if he is jumping higher than those people, and we always are looking for correlations of statistics and factors, and not only that, well, I mean, seeing he that can, he has a, he's supposed to be, he's projected to be a Clay Thompson shooter. On top of this, he's okay. he's the same. Now, now you're getting somewhere. If you have the that same type kind, of, he's the same ability. kind of shooter that Clay Thompson was coming out of college. People saying, "Well, I didn't see him down over the years." And I've been asking people all week. Now, if your kid is supposed to go top five, and you get a promise, are you going to shut him down, or are you going to try to prove a point by having him play a whole season? Well, yeah, and all his detractors are going to say. He didn't play at a high level the whole season. He didn't play at all, not even at a high level. He didn't play organized basketball the whole 2021 season. So he didn't play college. He didn't play in the G League. He didn't play overseas. The guy, you, you haven't seen him since he's been in high school. So that's going to be, that's the that's a red flag on him is that he haven't had that experience. He haven't went through a full season like guys like Jabari Smith, Paulo Banquero, Chet Holgram. So you reaching, if you're the Oklahoma City Thunder, you take him at number two. But Shaden Sharp is your number two pick overall for the OKC Thunder, right? Yeah, yeah. So who, who you got for number three? Number three. Houston Rockets will be picking. This will be a tough one. Uh, you got Jabari Smith still on the board. You got Chet Holmgren still on the board. If I'm the Houston Rockets, I'm taking Jabari Smith. I think he's a, he was a 42% three-point shooter his freshman year at Auburn. He's 6'10". He has athleticism. He's long. He's, he has a better frame than Chet. He's going to fill out a lot better than Chet Holmgren will over time. I think he will be a really good pro. And you pair him with Jalen Green, with those other young guys on Houston. They don't have a big. They just traded away Christian Wood. So Jabari Smith falling to them at number three, I think, would be a dream for the Houston Rockets. But it's like you already had Christian Wood. He offered them like a lot of what he's going to offer. He did, but he's younger. He 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 has more room to grow. Christian Wood was a late bloomer. He didn't really thrive until he was what, 25 with the Pistons and then the Pistons let him go. But you got a guy that's only about 19 years old with Christian Wood's ability right now. So the potential that he could grow into an all-star is there. He has a lot of upside. I mean, to shoot it that well, 40 plus percent from three at that size and that athleticism. I think you take that all day. <laughs> Next time. I think you, you take, you want that player on your team. I'm going Jabari Smith out of Auburn for the Houston Rockets at number three. That would be, that would be the ideal situation for them. I mean, in my opinion. I mean, like, honestly, this draft, I feel like going to be the most surprising draft in a while. Because I feel like if, if they call Shaden Sharp number one with Orlando, I would not be surprised. That's not going to surprise me. And just like it's not going to surprise me, I'd be surprised. This next pick isn't probably going to surprise you. Number four. Number four. So picking number four is the Sacramento Kings. We got we 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 took so number one was Bancaro, 
Number two, Shaden Sharp. Number three, Jabari Smith. Those three are off the board. Who are you taking with the number four pick? See, see like, honestly, I'm kind of setting Dame up for something right now because I don't know how he won this contest. And he conveniently has the fact that the Detroit Pistons pick. But well, they pick five, yeah. I, I, you know what you got to do after I'm about to do what I'm about to do. So you know what you we'll need see. to do. We'll see. What you about to do? Who, who are you taking? King of Murray pick? with the number four. With I'm being petty. Oh. I'm being petty right oh. now. I'm being petty because you know what you're about to do as the Pistons GM, and you know what you got to pick. <laughs> Keegan Murray, great, great kid, hard worker. You know, wasn't averaging double digits his freshman year. Came in, worked hard. That's why I like to see with young basketball players working hard, improving his game, not taking no days off, taking his craft seriously. He'd be a good pick. You know, Jay Ivey, you don't fit there. They already got Davian Mitchell. They don't know what they're going to do with uh, the things they got in their backcourt. I think he's a perfect pick. Now, you know who you got to pick, and they would pick him if he fell here. Well, so you better Murray. stop. Keegan Murray, to me, is a poor man's Paolo Bancaro. I mean, he's, he's kind of the same player. He just doesn't do anything as exceptionally well as he does. I don't think Keegan Murray does anything Jeez, exceptionally well. So, <laughs> so to take him at number four, that's a reach. But here we go. This is our last pick of our mock, mock draft. So and take, then we're going to move on. Right, hold on. Wait Number five. Time out. Time out. Before you say your pick, I'm going to tell Damon It's a something. no-brainer. It's not a no-brainer because you still could be like what I did with Shane Sharp. I kind of – you could have did what I did. But you, you're not going to do that. You're no. going to be honest <laughs> and you're going to be right. So you're not going to do what I did. No, I'm not. No, you're not. But you need to make sure you do it anyway. Go ahead and tell us who you get. I mean, hey, this guy. Because I really think this is a top. scenario that's real for us, too. It's a possibility. Anything is possible on draft night. There's always going to be surprises. There's always going to be some curveballs being thrown. That's That happens every single draft of every single sport. It, it happens. But this right here, to me, if this guy falls to us at number five, I'm saying to us because I'm a huge Detroit Pistons fan. I've always been a Pistons fan. We downtown in this beautiful city of Detroit. We can damn near almost see Little Caesars Arena from where we are right now. Number five pick, Detroit Pistons. I'm taking Chet Holmgren. Hold on, man. Somebody just out of Gonzaga. Hold on. Somebody just rolled past in the Charger. I don't think they heard you. Yeah, you know I ain't been in the D that long. I just moved back from the East that Coast. Wasn't, okay, okay, okay. I heard the engine. But. That's yeah. just RT. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, okay, see? Basic, all right. Y'all being back home. Man. <laughs> Detroit in the summer. So. Okay, so if you didn't hear that, I said number five, Detroit Pistons. We selecting Chet Holmgren out of Gonzaga, 7-2 forward. He can move like a wing player. I mean, he's a combo forward. He can play the small. He can play power. He's he's seven two. He's got like a seven ten wingspan. Something crazy. You see him. He just looks like a freak of nature. He's really thin. He has a small frame. He only two hundred and twenty pounds. He's two hundred and twenty pounds, and I don't. He doesn't seem like he's gonna grow that much over time. Like people are comparing him 
to Giannis. He wore number 34 or, at or, Gonzaga, just like Giannis does or at Milwaukee. And, and if you watch him play, he he does remind you of a younger Giannis Antetokounmpo with the jump shot. He can, once he get downhill, it's hard to stop him because of his wingspan, because of his handle. He has an excellent handle to, for that size. So you pair the handle with his shooting ability. He's a shot blocking threat at all times with that wingspan. He doesn't back down from competition. I mean, you look at him, you think you'll be able to bully him, but what he doesn't have in, in, in bulk and strength, he makes up with his length. The only thing I got a problem with uh, Chet is about is that he went to Gonzaga. The same problem I have sometimes with the Kansas and the North Carolinas players, not the Michael Jordan era and not the Dean Smith uh, into his era, but more uh, the Bill Self of the world. The Kansas and um, North Carolina and as well as Gonzaga, they do great in college, those guys. But the pros, some of them haven't been, you know, as as great as their draft position is, has has led them to believe. Dan Dickow, Adam Morrison, like you could just you can just go on but and on and on for the Gonzaga players. I understand what you're saying. And one thing that you one thing that's for sure, you go to Gonzaga, you're gonna develop fundamentally, right? Those guys that you just named, Dan Dickow, Adam Morrison. All those other guys that came from out of there, they did not have the physical. They they were not the physical specimen of Chet Holmgren. The kid is seven two, with a seven ten wingspan. Nobody, NBA hasn't. He's a unicorn. They haven't seen many guys yes, like we that. We have. We seen Robert Smith, Sean Bradley. Uh, they did not. They were not able to put it on the floor, and. Push uh, the ball down kid? the court. You, you Julian. They were China. not able to block your shot. You Julian could put Take it on the floor. Take it coast to coast Darko and Milicic. dunk on you. That's what they told us Darko was going to do. That's. I'm not saying that he's going to end up like that. And I'm not. But I'm just. I just went. I mean, like I said, the Pistons have the enviable position of this kid falling all the way down to five. All the way down to five. And if you and if and he then does, them have to take him. They got to take Chet Holmgren, but we going to end up with, with no cookies at the end, of the, at the end of the day because we didn't do what we were supposed to do. No, this kid is not a number, a top 10 pick to me. I just don't see and it. And another thing that I like about it, you pair him with Cade Cunningham. Oh, man. Cade Cunningham, who's that the clear leader. That boy ain't about to you, be doing nothing on the wing with him, but clogging up the lane. If we can't get Shaden Sharp, we should trade that pick with Jeremy Grant Chet, to get a superstar. Chet is going to stretch the floor. He's going to open up the lane for Cade. If you put him against – if the Pistons are playing, let's say, the Boston Celtics, right, you got Robert Woods. Chet bringing him away from the rim. So now Cade can go to the lane and do what he does best. He's going to get to the rack. He's going to finish. Chet will open up the lane. He's not Andre Drummond who's going to clog the lane for you. No, he's able to step out and hit the three. So he's bringing all those bigs to the outside. No-brainer. Chet Holmgren still on the board for the Detroit Pistons at number five. We're taking him. All right. Absolutely. All right, this is the segment I call, I got to call my brother Ty. This is the segment 
where this is his cousin too, his first cousin, my brother. Where we call him, hopefully he pick up. But if he don't, we'll do this next week. I'm going to ask him what he think if we should take Chet at five. And we're going to let him solve it. Sell it, all right? Bet. It's T, T picking up. Let me see. I'm, I'm going online now, man. Let me get him on the phone, man. It's, it's ringing. It's ringing right now. He ain't picking up. Him, I was calling at 5:45. I know T would agree. He's, nah, a, nah. he's a fixture at Pistons games. Oh, me call. Just like how I am. He he's seen that team play. I'm about to call. I'm about to, I'm about to see if uh, uh, somebody else pick up that might be able to help us top 